Well, it's that time of year again. Projects are in full swing, and you know what that means. you got to make that trip up to Jacob's Supply. Whether you're a contractor or builder, or you're checking those things off the to-do list around the house, now is the time to visit Jacob's Supply. Guys, listen to some of the crazy good deals they have going on right now. PVC decking for $2.99 a linear foot in 10 different colors. Composite decking for $2.35 a linear foot in two colors. Treated decking for $0.65 a linear foot. Duralife composite rail kits available in select colors starting at $64.99. And don't forget the vinyl rail kits also available in stock. Need the fasteners? They have those too. Hidden or visible? Clips or screws. Jacob Supply is located in Temperance, Michigan, but ships many products nationally too. So whether you're in-state or out-of-state, they're just a click or call away. Check them out at www.jacobsupply.com or call them at 734-224-0978. That's 734-224-0978 or click the link in the description of this episode. Jacob Supply, your one-stop shop for products you need at prices you love. Hey guys, you got to join us at the Thank God for Bitcoin 2024 conference in Rocket Town, Nashville, July 24th and 25th. Last year was phenomenal and this year is going to be even better. G.K. Chesterton once said, I never discuss anything else except politics and religion. There is nothing else to discuss. Given how secular our current world is, this might sound strange. We can think of many things that don't initially seem political, but whether we recognize it or not, religion and politics define the playing surface and rules that govern our lives and actions. And money is one of the most powerful tools in enacting the wills of both government and God. Although we all use it, few Christians have a rich, biblically grounded, historically informed framework through which to understand what money is, and consequently the effect it necessarily has on how we think about economic issues. Well, that won't fly at this conference. We're talking stewardship, dominion, and the economics of glory with some of the biggest names around. Speakers include Michael Foster, C.R. Wiley, Dr. Ben Merkel, Dr. Glenn Sunshine, Nate Fisher, Jordan Bush, and many, many more. You won't want to miss this lineup. This is one of the most intellectually powerful theologically sound, and all-around good time conferences you can go to this summer. So go to www.tgfb.com, that's Thank God for Bitcoin, www.tgfb.com, and get your tickets today, or click on the link in the description of this episode. See you there, guys. Christians, are you tired of just talking about starting a parallel economy and not doing anything about it? The Workspace Conference is the catalyst you've been waiting for. Join us this June 28th and 29th at the Hilton in downtown Fort Worth, Texas. Engage with leading Christian thinkers like David Bonson, C.R. Wiley, Steve Jeffrey, David Reese, and Andrew Krapyshevs. They'll share invaluable insights on how to actively integrate your faith with your professional life in ways that really matter. These leaders are not just thinkers, but doers, shaping a Christian approach to business that makes a real impact. This event is more than speeches. It's a vibrant networking hub for Christian professionals and entrepreneurs eager to create substantial change. It's an opportunity to forge meaningful connections, explore new business opportunities, and collaborate in a faith-driven environment. Don't miss the highlight of our networking opportunities, the exclusive speakers dinner. This is a premier event where you can dine with our speakers and other influential guests, deepening relationships and discussing ideas in an intimate setting. We are also actively seeking partners who are passionate about building a Christian economy. If you're interested in collaborating or sponsoring, we'd love to hear from you. And make sure you join us for Beer and Psalms for some relaxed fellowship and let's turn our faith into action together. So reserve your spot now at www.worksbase.com That's worksbase.com or click the link in the description of this episode and be part of building a dynamic Christian professional community. Let's move beyond talk, fellas, and start creating the change we want to see.
Welcome back to another episode of Dead Men Walking Podcast. It's Greg and Jason in the studio. How you doing, Jason? Hey, Greg. How's it going? <laughs> hey. As always, <laughs> you can... smiling at the camera like hey. people are... Hey. <laughs> Like, Being super cheesy for you yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as always, you can follow us on dmwpodcast.com. Check us out online. And then Deadman Walking Podcast on Instagram. We're back on Twitter now that Elon oh, yeah, has no, uh, given us free has speech. The Twitter. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Truth Social, everywhere. Is it through yet? I don't know if it's going to be through. I don't know. It's yet, not through, but you know, know, in good faith, I went back on there and we said, we know we hadn't there done we it go. for two years as hey. a podcast. Okay. And then uh, when he said, look it, we're going to support free speech, I said, okay, maybe we won't be canceled immediately. Yeah, maybe we won't be shadow banned anymore. <laughs> it is really funny when you have like 20,000, 50,000, 100,000 views on one thing, and then you yeah. have like 10 on another. Well, that's what's <laughs> crazy. Like, what? what? Like, Did you see all the reports of the conservatives yeah. saying that they've gained all these followers uh-huh. and all the liberal kind of Democrat, progressive, leftist losing? And yeah. it's because they switched the algorithm of like how things are viewed. And it's like, <laughs> oh, it's just all padded. Exactly. All the numbers are padded. I really kind of want to know who got you know banned or shadow banned or who they were kind of targeting. Yeah. That, that would be, I mean, I know it was conservatives, but I just wonder specifically if there were specific accounts yeah. that were like really being targeted, you know? Well, I feel like Jason, investor to investor, you should yeah. just call Elon on I his cell phone do that. Yeah. and uh, ask him and say, hey, could I get that uh, report of the algorithm? That would be nice because <laughs> uh, you owe me a little bit of money, Elon, because uh, Tesla tanked the other day, <laughs> but I was in put, so hey oh. <laughs> Guess who won on that oh. one? That's right, this guy. It's called this coming guy out right ahead. Here. Yep. Yeah, that's this right. Is when you buy puts on option calls, uh, hedge in the that bets. means that you win. <laughs> you want it to go down. The, the way I, oh, I the funny. way you remember it with options, I'll okay. just I'm just going to give you this little nugget. Give us a little lesson. Okay, here. ready? So options, okay. you either want to this this is the 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 simplistic. Okay. Uh, Call options. Okay. A call is when you want it to go up. Okay. A put is when you want it to go down. So you call somebody up. Right. And don't do this, brothers and sisters, but you put somebody down. Oh, right. right. So, uh, yeah, but ain't nobody put me down because Jesus <laughs> is in my life, baby. But, uh, but yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's a quick lesson on options. Oh, so, man. Anyway. So, yeah. Anyway, the, the point of that was we're back on Twitter. Yeah, um, with uh, absolutely no followers. No, no, twenty. <laughs> right. Got twenty seven. Hey, you guys can be watch uh, it. Be one of the first one hundred. Go yep. check us out. All of yeah. our fans are uh, mad that Elon took it. You know, <laughs> that, he's, that he's on it. No, no, no. Yeah, they're too smart <laughs> oh, for yeah. Twitter. They're on Instagram. <laughs> Did you hear? Uh, Donald Trump was like, I'm not getting back on Twitter. Yeah. It's boring. It's too I'm boring. I'm not getting back on Twitter. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. That was a horrible Donald Trump. <laughs> Only truth social. Yeah. Well, he's got stake in truth social, right? Stake in truth. What? He's got stake in it. He helped oh, create it. Truth I social. Was, like stake in truth. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like his Omaha steaks. I, yeah. He sent all... Omaha steaks to truth. Man, social. It's, it's like one in the morning right now. Yeah. I'd love yeah. to have a nice juicy steak. <laughs> I know, Jeez, right? Man. No, he he uh, helped create Truth Social, so mm-hmm. he's really promoting that. Uh, we'll yeah. see what happens. Uh, there's it, a resurgence back to Twitter because the stock of that. isn't doing so good. No, but, uh, no, it, I haven't it, been, it been following kinda, it. Kind of tanked a little bit. The whole market's tanking right now, though. Is it? So yeah, yeah. The uh, the Nasdaq is down about full, close to thirty five hundred points, maybe three 
Three thousand to thirty five hundred. Anyway. So welcome to the Hamlin report. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> this right. is uh, I've turned. Uh, we're, do, we're doing stock market right now. <laughs> let's that's do all it. That's on my mind. It's like uh, uh, let's do it though. Yeah, dude. Uh, at at some point that. we will. We will. But how crazy is it that uh, we need to understand and know that stuff as Christians? Yeah. Like, why has the church and Christians just totally just said, "Ah, who cares about the stock market, exactly. finances, savings, yeah. mutual bonds, ups and downs, puts, calls." Yeah. Yeah, 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 we're is because we're trying to get out of here. Right? We're trying to escape. It's because of you that dispy like, kind of like, <laughs> hey, we're gonna get raptured out of here. So who cares? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we've totally forsaken the whole building something, building and, and, and you know learning, and learning about the finances you know, and how things work and yeah, I being mean, in control of economy, that. all all of it, all of it, yeah, all ways of life. Right? Do you think but, David as king? who conquered multiple adjacent kingdoms to him was like, we need to figure out a way to just get out of here. We don't need to right. build our kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to learn about the customs of the other people, I'm, the trade routes, the rivers, the roads that right. we're creating, the armies that we have. We should just, we should, we should just hold up here in Israel and get out of here. And soon. just, and just, or was he building a kingdom? hide in our closets and not say anything to anyone? <laughs> you know, is that what the, is, that's what the disciples, maybe that's what they were supposed to do. Right. There were, there were 12 of them, oh, you know, right. maybe it wasn't supposed just, to be so much of a just hole up in the upper room for the whole time, this. not yeah, go yeah, out into the byways. Yeah, and the highways. Yeah, don't do that. Let's just, let's just keep oh. it right here. Yeah, now there's two billion Christians across the country from twelve people, but uh, but you know, like I mean, I, we're losing. By the way, I don't know if you knew. Well, that we're losers. Or not. Like, yeah, we lose in the end. We're Christians are a bunch of losers. Yeah, if you guys yeah. get a chance, said, watch yeah. go watch our short or or listen uh, yeah. to it. Last episode, but, uh, yeah, 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 uh-huh. man. You know, but it's like, oh my. Have anyway. we laid on the sarcasm yeah, long enough and thick right. enough for the last five minutes? I'm like starting to think about that now. Is that what we need to talk about right now? Let's because just do it. That's like, what yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, right. This is a free flowing <laughs> episode. Free flow as, as uh, always. Not, not freeing our mind. But, uh, you know. Christ consciousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at guys. All I'm saying is just um, go get the Enneagram. Yeah. yeah. Figure out what oh, number. Oh, hey, watch. watch figure it. out what watch number you are. E word. <laughs> figure you out know. what number you are. Right. If you're an eight, hey. you, you know what's up. If you take a personality test on a Monday, it's going to be different by Friday, by the way. So, you know, you're, yeah. Anyway. (laughs) That's like a country song. It's called Enneagram. He's like, I'm a type one on a Monday, Friday night, I'm a nine. Hey, man. I really really think it can happen, but uh, I don't know, dude. I I never, I have not honestly looked at that whatsoever. I mean, I was never intrigued by it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I oh, I was totally intrigued. Really, because I love okay. personality. You like personality tests? Love psychology. Okay, okay. But within the realms of what Christianity, what the, what the Bible, oh. yeah, yeah. yes, <laughs> what the Bible allows for. Yeah, right. Uh, but you, you know, what's crazy is and my wife and I were talking about this. Uh, what you do, what people do, and Christians do with personality tests is they use it as an excuse as well, mm. and they'll use it as the mirror that they measure their personality against. Oh well, you know, I'm. I responded quickly and tempered to that. Well, I'm an I'm an eight. I must be what a you, seven. I might must be a six, yeah, yeah. or I must be a, a ENTP on the Myers Briggs. Right. And it's like the Bible is our mirror. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like we've heard others talk about this. Doug Wilson talks about this as well in personality tests. Like if you're using a personality test to hold a mirror up to you and go, "That's what I should be" or measure up to. Right. Well, no, that's what the Bible's for. Yeah. Like the Bible is sufficient enough to do that. Yeah. And then what also I find is. 
with those personality tests outside of the Enneagram that is based in occultism and new ageism and all that stuff is you, is you can just kind of slouch back and kind of use it as a crutch for, well, that's just how I am. Yeah. Right. When in fact we're new creatures in Christ. Right. Right. Like, so how do you line up something with says, look at you were born this way. It's in your genetic code. It's not nature or it's not nurture. It's nature. Mm -hmm. Like this is who you are. You're that personality type. And then Christ comes along and goes, oh, no, you've been made new in me. Right. Uh, you're a new creature. As a Christian, how do those two things align? Mm-hmm. Uh, not only that, but then the Holy Spirit changes and speaks to us and and not only comforts, but also convicts and shows us how we're supposed to live biblically and righteously and holy. So, like, how can I fall back into, oh, well, I'm just that. What it what, what I used to be. Yeah. What I should yeah, be yeah. or and, what and someone says, you know? You know, I, I, I don't, I don't uh, doubt that people should talk to a uh, a psychologist or someone that might be trained in that a Christian. Oh, some, well, there's a, definitely a, a, a science to it that got you know, created. Yeah, 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 for sure. But like, I think that if you live too much in what you were, yeah. you know, if if that's all you're about, you know, and you're not finding your identity in Christ, that's where you know we fall. Yeah. You know, that's where we fall short. Um, with our personality, personality tests sure. and whatnot, you know, thinking, thinking too much and, you know, and even inner healing or, or some of that sozo and blockage removal or whatever. Um, you know, if, yeah. if, if we really, uh, did have genes, uh, that were passed along, which, you know, you can go into this a lot better than I can, but if mm. we really did have genes from our parents, from our grandparents, well, that that's what a Hamlin does, sure. you know, like, well, Jason's just going to be this way because that's how his grandparents were. There's well, something to that, though. There, there's it, it there's something there's something there, but at the same time, we don't pay for the sins of our forefathers, right? Right. So it's it's like I think that there's there's you know redemption in sure you know someone someone being trained up in the way that they should go you know and not falling back into the patterns of former you know generations and we're building on something. Yeah, we're learning. We're building on something. We're po- I'm post mill, so <laughs> that's well, what I believe. Anyway, well, I, but, I yeah, think yeah. I think Christ can break generational curses, mm-hmm. and when we say generational curses, too, that's a crazy thing because there. And we've talked about it before in the podcast. There's some specific scientific things to where they look at like junk DNA and things like that, mm. and they go, "Oh, there's these genomes within the DNA strand that kind of hide dormant, but then are passed down to the second, third, and fourth generation, and then flare up." So they've seen like alcoholism, for instance, a propensity towards it. Mm. Not saying if your father was an alcoholic, you're necessarily going to be an alcoholic. They say, "Oh, there's a propensity towards that because in that junk DNA, it's carried down from generation to generation, yeah. and then they might see it flare." up between the first and third generation so it skips a generation and it gets a little more intense a little more higher in the third generation and then you look at scripture verses that says curses are carried down to the third and fourth generation Mm -hmm. and you go so is that some like like uh you know goblin witch curse where it's like oh i curse you Yeah, yeah right or is it a genetic curse meaning there are things that have that that even within the fall of man, within our genetics, can be carried down to the third and fourth generation. Mm. But then we hear stories all the time of my father was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. my mother was this or that. Through the grace of God, through being redeemed, yeah. that has been broken. Yeah. And you go, okay, so there's a real world example of a nature 
curse, nature versus nurture, being broken, mm-hmm. a genetic curse being yeah. broken. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying genetic curse in the uh, Bill Johnson, Bethel kind of way, mm-hmm. right? Like, the, Why get not? up there. <laughs> well, because, because it's very hoobie gooby. It's very, it's very like, well, because, uh, because I declare and decree, <laughs> right? I declare and decree that God will break this curse. And it's oh. like, well, maybe breaking that curse is the redemptive uh, blood of Jesus Christ. Right. And maybe that curse is striving towards righteousness and not yeah. going into a bar, maybe not going to that liquor store, even though your father and your grandfather mm-hmm. did. Uh, there, there's pragmatic things that can break that curse. You know, obviously we believe in uh, the all redemptive blood of Christ right. and he breaks those curses, but also there's real world things that are found in the Bible, in the law of God, in the way that we should live that breaks those curses as well. Right, right. You know? Yeah. And I think sometimes like, like, uh, groups like AA, mm-hmm. right. And CA, like, uh, what is that? Cocaine anonymous, alcoholic anonymous, uh-huh. all those, they glom onto that and go, Oh, kind of in a way. And they go, well, you can break these by these actions. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can break certain things, certain, uh, tendencies patterns and patterns. And, yeah by the actions that you choose. But I think it's coupled also with obviously the grace of God. I don't know if it's necessarily one or the other. I see Paul being knocked off a beast Mm -hmm. and I see him being blinded, but I also see 14 years of sanctification there before he took his first step towards preaching his ministry, his ministry. Right. So you go, yeah, God can do it overnight instantly. Absolutely. If he chose to, but most of the time, there's like a real pragmatic thing that goes with that. And I think that goes with like breaking curses and like genetics and yeah. you know what I mean? It's like a muddy thing to where like we want all of one thing or all the other. The atheist will be like, it's all genetics, nothing to do about it. We're nihilistic. That's right. just how you're born. The Pentecostal and the super evangelical will be like, oh, no, we can declare and decree right this moment. It's mm-hmm. done. And there's nothing you have to do. We just declare it and decree declare it. it. And I go, believe. I wonder if it's a little bit of both because God wants to radically renew us, yeah. but also wants us to pragmatically learn through working towards that goal. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah. Oh, totally. I just talked yeah. for like 22 no, minutes. No, no, no. I, no it's totally fine. No, it's a great... I, well, I even said before you did that, that you knew more about this subject than I did, because you've, you've explained this so to me So what are before. your thoughts on it? You've been well, through I, substance abuse just like yeah, I yeah, have, right? Yeah, That's no yeah. secret. I mean, we, we were into like depravity and to the utmost, exactly. right? Exactly. I mean, I, I just really believe that when Christ regenerated me out of apostasy, like there was like, I I don't, I don't want to bring up the word experience. I don't, I don't want to talk about my experience as the gospel. That is not the gospel. The gospel is Christ, right? Um, uh, Christ crucified, right? Um, But your experiences are uh, valid and real. But, but, you know, when it came down to it, what the work that Christ did in my life from the moment before I was regenerated to the time after I was regenerated, mm-hmm. that experience was it, that would could only happen by a true and living God. Like right. a true and living God could only do something like that to someone's life. My my wife and I, my wife now at the time was you know my my girlfriend. I had completely changed. You about testify on this episode. Like, listen, like, listen Give it to, to me, us. brother. Like I completely changed from, from a pattern of family, you know, generational stuff. Okay. You know, that I knew of that. I, I mean, like, you know, hasn't really been spoken of, but you know, it's a, it's, it was a generational pattern, but I got broke of that. And I was set free just like Galatians five, one talks mm. about, I was set free 
in Christ. Like, like Christ set me free from those things, Yeah, you know? And it was like, I mean, my life completely changed. And, uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's a, it's a very interesting subject to me. And, uh, I'd love to get somebody on that, that maybe a, a clinical psychologist or, or somebody, you know, that could, that could kind of speak on some, some, you know, maybe, uh, on the, yeah. on the medical side, you know, that, that would be interesting rather than just, you know, have somebody take an Enneagram, uh, <laughs> right. test or a personality test. Yeah. Galatians five, one that you're referencing too is yeah. for freedom. Christ has set us free, stand firm therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery, Right, which I believe we, uh, just had a short out about yeah. that not too long ago. So go check that out as well. But no, you're totally right. Like you can't, so you can't be the, you can't base the gospel on your experiences, right. but you can also. So I, I believe God uses your experience, especially your salvation yeah. experience, your testimony to see him uh, through through one of those lenses, yeah. right? I don't want to view God only through my lens of experience mm-hmm. because right. also my heart is deceitful. My experience, yeah. like my senses can be confused. We have to rely on the word of God. You said that just as much. But at the same time, I do believe God's a personal God. Mm. And I believe he even saves personally. Mm-hmm. He will even save you and elect you in a manner that is personal to you to go, wow, that could only be God. Yeah. How many times have you heard a testimony where someone says it could only be God? Just like you said, yeah. like, no, I know Yeah. There, there's no, I was running or I was doing this, or I was in a situation where I didn't think this would happen. And then this happened and I knew it was God. And maybe to some other people go, that doesn't, okay, yeah, that's improbable, but yeah. I can see that. But that person is convinced of that, right? right? So the atheist or the pendulet libertarian or whoever it is that would like to make fun of a faith uh, kind of uh, experience would go, well, that person is just crazy. Yeah. And you go, well, maybe God is so personal that even in salvation, even in regeneration, it's personal for you enough to go, that's radical. Right. Does yeah. that make sense? And it's like, not just placebo effect. No, it's you not. Know? It's not no, it's just not. like all of a sudden it just happened and, you know, it, it's just something that, that happens for a moment yeah, and then it's gone, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, so that, uh, I don't think this is what we were going to talk That's about. That's not at all, all this, what we were going to talk uh, about. <laughs> this episode, but <laughs> That's all right. we, we can we, keep talking we, about we can, it. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, let me ask you this, <clears throat> since we're on this subject, because yeah. I haven't heard the whole thing. Like, what was one of the defining moments for you? We're going to make this a Jason okay. Hamlin interview for oh, this. No, uh, for this episode. No, I don't like that. What okay, was go it? Ahead. So you've no, you, you, you've talked about it a little bit before, but yeah, I yeah. want to know what was it for you specifically when you look back on it that went that was something that God did in my testimony or in that moment of salvation that mm-hmm. couldn't have been a coincidence or just uh, you know just happen. Like, what were some of those things where you went, yeah, that, that was God. Like, that, that had to be God? Was it a personality change? Was it a bringing together of a relationship? Was it a situation? Like, Greg, I'm telling you, that entire moment, yeah. like, I, I really have had a hard time explaining it to anyone because it sounds so just, it sounds radical. You know, it sounds like, but I mean, it, any believer out there would understand, you know what I'm saying? Right. But like as I, 
share my testimony with an unbeliever um, and just tell like, you know, they're just like, I remember, you know, a few years ago, you know, we we're at the, at the bar, like shot, 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 What? Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. You know, so I remember, you know, but, but anyway, you know, it's, it's like literally man, like depression around that time. It was depression. Okay. Getting it real. It was just Let's crazy. Go. It was crazy. You know, I mean, like did not like my job, did not like my life, wanted to move away, you know, like Mandy and I were fighting. I, we weren't together at that moment. Um, you know, off and on always, you know, back and forth. And then one night I'm drinking again, you know, right. watching a, watching, uh, 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 what's that movie called? It's a Christian movie. Anyway, I'm, I'm watching this Christian movie and all of us, all of a sudden, like lethal weapon. Yeah, yeah, right. He <laughs> gets justice in the end. That's a Christian exactly. movie, isn't it? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, uh, no, I think it was Finding Nemo. But um, but anyway, yeah, I literally uh, things just shifted and changed. But you know, it shifted and changed to me watching Todd White for twelve hours a day, fifteen hours a day. <laughs> Stay with us. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Covenant Real Estate. And why not? It's my podcast and my real estate company. But seriously, I've absolutely enjoyed helping clients buy, sell, and invest in real estate over the last 12 years. My brokerage serves clients in Michigan and Ohio, with more states coming soon. When I started this brokerage, I wanted to ensure that my expertise and knowledge would serve every one of my clients. I take my fiduciary responsibility to my clients very seriously. That's why I named it Covenant Real Estate. Not only is a covenant a contract in the legal sense, but it's also a solemn promise from myself to each of my clients. I will do my absolute best to serve you. It's also pretty cool that our name has some theological implications as well, which is a great conversation starter. And here's the best part. My agents and I have extensive experience in helping people buy and sell residential homes, buy and sell commercial properties, as well as investing in real estate and selling and purchasing recreational and vacant land. Covenant Real Estate can help you with all of your real estate needs, and I would love the opportunity to earn your business. So if you have real estate needs in Michigan or Ohio, call me at 734-731-GREG. That's 734-731-GREG. Or click on the link in the description of this podcast episode you're listening to right now. Remember, Covenant Real Estate. Confidence from contract to close. Right. Wait, wait, expound on that. What do you mean? I was watching sermon after sermon after sermon, like all of a sudden, all of a sudden. So I was, uh, yeah, all of a sudden I just wanted to hear scripture read or, or a a sermon. Okay. So I was like, I'm just going to choose one person. I'm going to choose one person. I'm just going to listen to them all the time. I I got on YouTube. The first thing that came up, which is really funny, was was a certain like I, I was not searching sermons by Todd White at the time whatsoever. I wasn't searching sermons whatsoever. It just came up and you were it like just hey, came I- up in the YouTube feed and it was Todd White. I was like, cool. I just, you know, clicked on it and I started watching. No and way. then I just went you know, video after video after video after video. I was sleeping four hours a night. I was watching <laughs> Todd White. I was falling asleep to Todd White talking. <laughs> right. Like on my phone I had him playing like 
20, 24 hours a day, but but I mean, it wasn't just Todd. Maybe I should rephrase this. I was reading scripture like crazy <laughs> as well. Like I was reading scripture as well. And You're then losing I would listeners. Go, I, know, I, know, right? <laughs> I know. They're all like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. But that was pre-reform um, uh, days when, you know, I I, well, I mean, God used an ass out. in the Old Testament. Yeah, right. <laughs> he can use Todd White. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, man, I mean, that that was it. I mean, it was it completely changed. And then all of a sudden, uh, Mandy and I were back together. We were, you know, two weeks after, she just like, I sent her a, a sermon and she's like, what? What is, what is this? You know, you haven't, right. you haven't changed. And then right. three months later, we were engaged, you know, uh, five, six months later, we were married. And wow. it was like, you know, whatever. Like within, within six months of that moment, we were married. You know? So that's so, my point, though. So, yeah. like, do you think someone who, like you, who had a very long history of being on tour, in bars, a little doing, wild, doing what you want, when you want, yeah, how can you, how, how can your personality and your thought process just be flipped to, oh, now all I want to do is consume uh, sermons about the Word of God yeah, for the yeah. next, you know, and read my Bible and read my Bible. That was I mean, that's the it. heart of stone to heart of flesh, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah, and it was. Like, I mean, it was. I would it never was, want mine, to do that mine was instantaneous. How yeah. was yours? Was yours? Oh yeah. Was yours instantaneous? Like, I mean, I'm literally, I'm, I'm literally talking like moment to moment. It was okay. like mine was like, yeah, it was quick. Mine was. But, I love that it's testimony night yeah, tonight. Yeah. All right, that's yeah, what yeah. the episode is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've talked about it before, but I'll give a very short version. But it was. It was instantaneous in the fact that it was a very Jonah story, I felt like. Like, oh. I kind of knew God, yeah, and I was running from him, and I thought I could uh-huh. very well outrun him. Like, I had the the narcissism and kind of just going, no, I, I think I can outrun him. Huh. I think I just keep doing what I want to do. And then everything overnight was taken away, like, wow. within 24 hours. No job, no girlfriend of five years. That's not my wife, by yeah. the way. Uh, no license, no band, no place to live. No money, no prospects. And uh, I was laying on a mattress in Detroit in a loft and I was crying out and I go, I think I still have Christ though. Like that was, I remember like literally I'm sobbing and I'm going, but do I have, and I was doubtful, but I was like, I think I do. I think I still, even though I've persecuted him and, and sinned against him and blasphemed his name and made fun of him in front of my friends and, you know, in the band and everything else. I think I still, I think Christ still loves me. Yeah. I think. And uh, the next morning I got up and it was, it was a different morning. Wow. It was, I was depressed and I was sad and I was upset, but, it, but, but in that I was also like hopeful and happy. And like, I understood, like there was a weird unexplainable joy. Uh-huh. Now I look back at that and I think that's my true conversion. Yeah. Even though I said the sinner's prayer at seven, we've yeah. talked about it before. Right. Uh, and from there, it was an intense three years hmm. of uh, of the Lord just really refining me, being by myself, shutting all friends. I mean, I didn't talk to people hmm. that I talked to. You know, I just no, I can't. I can't even be around you. Serious. Can't go out. Can't even meet you for coffee. It was just me and the Lord. Yeah, living back at home for almost three years. Wow. Uh, about two and a half years. And it was a, for me, it was a really refining process mm. of like understanding who God is, like getting into the word, the yeah. scripture. So the, so the change was instantaneous, but I look at that, like kind of sanctification was a little yeah, bit of, totally. right. Yep. And there was bumps along the way. Don't get me wrong. Yep. It wasn't like, Oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a saint. Yeah. Yeah. Right? For sure. And that, that's not what I was like, saying, but 
Yeah. Let's get real. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. there was stuff where it was like there was still temptation. There was still slips. There was still like, is God, there was doubt. Yeah. Right? Like anyone listening right now, like don't think that when when you have regeneration and you have been saved that there's, oh, I have no doubt. Right. Oh, I'm All of a 100%. Sudden, I can believe anything's going to happen. John Knox said that. Like even like every believer has, and John Kelvin too, every believer has doubt from time to time. I just Absolutely. heard a really good sermon on this with uh, John MacArthur talking about, yeah, there's a difference between assurance, Uh understanding and knowing what we have, and then still having doubt. Like even the best of us have doubt. Lord, look at David. Lord, where are you? Right. Do you love my soul? Right. Do am I part of your kingdom? Uh-huh. Like he and would I ask these questions. I'll still praise you. I'll still praise right. you though, yeah. even if. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the real. Yeah. I mean, that was for me too. Like I still had those moments. Um, but I think for people probably like us, mm-hmm. I think that's why we we uh, get along so well, and I think we have a kindred spirit. Is like it takes a drastic measure yeah. for someone like us that just heads in one direction and goes, right. "I'm doing it." Right. I'm loving it. I'm doing it. I'm oh, for yeah. it. Like, I mean, you were very successful in your band. You were doing your thing. Like, mm. right. Everything Around you did time was, in the world, yeah, you did yeah. it a hundred percent. It was, you didn't I go mean, halfway, right? Dude, I was, I was working at Ford around that time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it was like, I mean, what, <laughs> when you talk about using Romans, Ro- well, well, Romans six, I was using it in the opposite sense to where like, I was <laughs> right. thinking grace abounded in everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and it was like, yeah, what am I doing? You know, I was starting to get in the deconstruction movement a little bit, like okay. trying to learn a little bit more, but I didn't know that's what it was called. I was just like, you know, right. But, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, I mean, my, my, my desire completely changed. My desires completely changed. And it was all, it was literally all about Christ, you know, yeah. and not to say, like you said, my sanctification process was still going on, but it was just, you know, it was just my, my desires had just changed what I wanted, you know, family and, and, uh, just what God wanted out of my life, you know? But, uh, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. It was weird for me too, because it was like, uh, I had that thing of, uh, if we're going to do it, Mm. let's do it twice as much as anyone else. Mm. So if it was drugs or drinking or any type of immorality, it was like, oh, well, you know, this cocaine, you can only take two bumps. Well, let's do four. Uh, Let's double whatever anyone, this many pills. Oh yeah. yeah? Let's do 15. If you think you can only do five. Wow. And it was like this weird thing, but that was in everything in speech. Uh Oh, well, normally you should only talk like this around people. Oh yeah. I'm going to take it to this level. Uh So it was like this weird thing of rebel, not weird, but it was depravity. It was like this rebellion for me to where it's like, how far can we push it to go? I'm only supposed to do this or allowed to do this. Well, let's do it twice as much in the depravity. So for me, it was, it was also just such a relief of, oh, all that, all those things you're trying to prove or do or strive towards. Um, yeah, I had to deal with the shame of that, believe me. And that shame was taken away by the blood of Christ, uh, through repentance. And believe me, I repented. Yeah. You know, you had a thought I was a Catholic for the first two Mm -hmm. months. I repented five times a day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because of the shame I felt, but that was, that was taken away. But uh, there was a true, uh, you know, convergence of like, I yeah, I I feel this way and I think I'm this way, but also Christ has made me new. And then you went, okay, what do I do? They come to a head and this kind of gets back onto some shorts we've always talked about, about personality tests and everything. Yeah. It's like, but I feel like I'm naturally this way, but Christ has now made me this way. And mm. that was the exciting part for me 
to where he actually took away some of those things that I thought, oh, well, I'm good at this in the world. Right. I'm good at this as a depraved person. I should do that yeah. for Christ. And he was like, oh, no. I don't no. want you to do that whatsoever. No, th- those things you put <laughs> yeah. on the altar, I don't give them back to you. Yeah. Now you got to do this. And that was like a really weird and exciting time for me, too, of going, oh, I'm not set in these things when I've been a new, been made a new creature in Christ. Yeah. You yeah. know, no, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I love that. I love. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like I, I think a lot of times, uh, you know, whenever we hear the word experience, though, that yeah. like kind of, kind of lately, I think it kind of like hinders some, you know, at, at a certain at a certain level, you know, when we hear yeah. this experience, we're not that. Like I said earlier, it the experience is uh, is very important for our testimony to share that, but remember that. The gospel is not uh, our our experience or our testimony, yeah. right? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's but, kind of been tainted, right? Because, yeah. like, experience is everything now. Right, right. Like, how I feel. It's the Gnostic, you know. Right. Like, yeah. But we see experiences throughout the Bible. Right. We can't totally discount them. Right. Right? We mm-hmm. have to, you know, Paul had an experience. Jonah had an experience. Abraham had an experience. Yep. It's part of the story. But it's not the gospel, like not you're saying, yeah. like you've said twice now. Uh-huh. And I think that's the takeaway uh-huh. off of this one. Uh-huh. Um, I know we started this episode with what we thought we were going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And now we've <laughs> talked about something totally different. Right. But it's all good. What you said is so true. It's uh-huh. like, yeah, experiences are real. Uh-huh. They exist. They're valid. Right. But it's not the gospel. Right. But remember remember when, when you're witnessing to others just... You know, make sure you talk about the the scriptures and <laughs> talk about Christ. But uh, yeah, more more than your 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 experience and and what happened to you. You know, maybe I don't know. There you go. I don't know. I, I that's something that I've I've definitely uh, tried to you know sh- shape up yeah. whenever I'm witnessing. You know, it's not all about me. Like it's not about me. It's about Christ. You know, yeah. like I want people to know Christ. I don't want people to know me. Like, forget about me. Like, I, Dude, I mean, they literally, know me, man. In trouble. You know, yeah, man. Yeah, it's, please like, know Christ. It's like, you know, like, if, if I if I um, uh, passed out tomorrow and, and headed on home, and, uh, you know, I would I would miss everyone for sure. But, uh, and some would remember me, but some might not, you know? But yeah. it, it's like, remember Christ. I can't even remember the, the quote now. But uh, forget me, remember Christ. That's the, there you that's go. the quote right there. I think that's how we should wrap this one up. Okay. Forget me. Remember Christ. That's right. Amen. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of Dead Men Walking Podcast. As always, you can find us on dmwpodcast.com and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all those places at Dead Men Walking Podcast. Jason, love you, brother. I love you. Was that... Is that a sniff of satisfaction? Yeah. I'm smelling the peanut butter. Somebody had some peanut butter on this mic. No one had peanut butter. Was it me? On this episode. Maybe I had peanut butter and jelly earlier. <laughs> you, sir, have issues. <laughs> Guys, as always, God bless. Beep. Be sure to check us out at dmwpodcast.com where you can purchase the best and snarkiest merch on the internet, support the show, and leave us a review or message. Dead Men Walking can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Dead Men Walking Podcast and on Twitter X at Real DMW Podcast. The Dead Men Walking Podcast is part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. For exclusive show content, be sure to download the Pub TV app and become a member. If you're a business that needs to reach hundreds of thousands of potential customers in your demographic, podcast advertising might be for you. Send all inquiries to Dead Men Walking Podcast at gmail.com. None your biscuits.